just human And I'm getting old, oh, oh, just getting old Just getting old Just getting old Welcome to This Is Getting Old. I am your host, John, and with me, I have my co-host... Jay Clark. Round three. I mentioned that because this is our third attempt at recording this episode. Luckily, the last attempt was only ten seconds, but it looks like we finally got the recording going. Now I won't cry as much. Please, hold the tears back. Uh, Be like that officer in uh, Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs 2. Oh, what ears coming out? He's like, you get back in there, tear. He sucks it up. That is beautiful. I love that movie so much. It's enough to make a grown man cry, but not this man. Get back in there, tear. <laughs> so don't cry. Not not here. Not now. But if you need to, this is the place to do it. I'm sure people want to hear that. Uh, of course, it's good content. So you can't see, but he just took a sip of water, so he's getting his, he wants to hydrate to get the tears dripping. You know, I'm not even going to do a long segment beforehand. I'm just going to do this. For the listeners that are just jumping in today, we would like to welcome you, and we would also like to tell you this is how the show goes. We have a nice little intro. We jump into a discussion that is not connected to the main topic at hand. Then we jump into our main topic, do a little bit of what's been grinding our gears lately, then we do the show, close it up with some shout-outs. And we'll try to keep our Grinding the Gears segment um, a little shorter than a couple episodes ago. It got, I kind of got a little long-winded. But it was important to me. So I'm not sure if you listened to it and you're like, oh, this is dumb. Or if you said, I get it, man. And just for, for, for your favorite host, John, I have to say just the words, Kevin James. Kevin James sucks. Kevin James is... Terrible. He is a terrible human being. <laughs> yes, Kevin James. You're not going to sponsor our podcast, so I don't really care. King of Queens isn't funny. <laughs> you said it. <laughs> well, I guess I'm not going to do the same thing last time because I think we do we dove way too much into it. I'll just ask the question. Don't give me your reasoning. Just give me an answer. And then anybody that is listening to this episode that wants to argue with us, jump on the Facebook group at This Is Getting Old and give us reasons why you think we're wrong. Or right, because I'm going to be right. Clark, what's the better trilogy? The original three Star Wars or Lord of the Rings? I do have to say, we'll make it shorter, but I do have to say I'm sorry to... Quite a few of my friends for my answer, but Lord of the Rings, it's not even close. Same answer, Lord of the Rings. My wedding ring with my wife is literally the one ring. Wait, so but it's on you right now? That's right. What are you seeing? I'm seeing some dark. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. But yes, like I said, if you have any comments on that, if you would like to tell us your answer... I will post a poll, and I would love to hear what all of your answers are for this, and why we are right and not wrong. But if you have a reason why we're wrong, then we'd love to hear it too. Right, if you think you have a reason why we're wrong, let us know, and we will debunk your reason. Yep. So, today we're going to be discussing conspiracy theories. Uh Uh-oh. 
So, so what is the definition of a conspiracy theory? Why, Do you know? I don't know. What does Wikipedia say? Wikipedia specifically <laughs> says, thank you, Wikipedia. This is uh, our favorite website. A conspiracy theory is an explanation of an event or situation that invokes a conspiracy, generally one involving an illegal or harmful act supposedly carried out by government or other powerful actors without credible evidence. And then I will inject my personal thoughts on it, and there is a, an agent of uh, paranoia involved. Okay. So, quick question before we jump into this. Has Wikipedia just become the new Webster's Dictionary defines? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I do know that working around college students that we, I, I believe professors don't accept Wikipedia as a, a, the source, but Correct. Wikipedia is pretty cool because at the bottom they cite the sources. Yep. And so they, so you, the kids aren't dumb. They still go to Wikipedia. They just jump down to the bottom yep. and use those sources. That's exactly what we do. Or did. We, you're getting old. Yeah, I haven't, I graduated 10 years ago, so. Wow, you are so old. Yeah, I know, right? Well, today we're going to be discussing one conspiracy theory apiece. And I'm hoping we do other episodes like this, and I hope we can actually bring other listeners on, and uh, hopefully have you discuss a conspiracy theory of your own. It's a great idea. So, before we jump into anything, I would like to state right here Clark is the one that does all of the research here. This man is a research fiend. Marge, try to understand. There are two kinds of college students. Jocks and nerds. As a jock, it is my duty to give nerds a hard time. I think that's because I'm just dumb. <laughs> I disagree. I don't with have. That. I have so much. I feel like I have so much going on in my brain that I can't remember vivid details of a lot of stuff. Like things that happened to me, I can I can remember really well. But I have to really study. I, I made pretty good grades in school, but it wasn't because I just was like gifted and I'm just super smart and photographic memory. None of that at all. Well, I'm just an idiot, and so I had to really, really, really research. And um, you can ask my wife. She'll say, yep, he's dumb. Well, in that case, um, Ashley, I know you listen to every episode, so if you could comment on the Facebook page whether or not this is true, and don't give me any context. Just tell me if it's true or not. <laughs> and I know that she's going to be like, just, just the word truth. <laughs> I, I hope so. I think that's funny. But the reason why I state that is because I, I do live on Wikipedia, and that is because most of the knowledge that I come up with is stuff I've heard in passing. Now, I'm going to mention this beforehand. Have you ever heard of the podcast The Dollop? I have not. So The Dollop is an American history podcast where each week they discuss a story from American history. Now, episode 68, they discuss a town called Centralia, Pennsylvania. Have you ever heard of that? I've heard of Pennsylvania. Really? When you think of Pennsylvania, what do you think of? Don't do this to me. Someone, <laughs> a listener's going to be in Pennsylvania, and they're going to be like, okay, not listening anymore. Well, when I think of Pennsylvania, I think of coal. Like, that's for, like the first thing that pops in my head is coal mines. I'm sorry. I, I was just, I was, what I need to do is research Pennsylvania more. 
Isn't the Liberty Bell located in Pennsylvania? Philadelphia. Okay, cool. So, yeah. I'm excited. So, I got that right. So, basically, are you familiar with what a familiar with what a ghost town is? It is a town full of ghosts. Ooh. No? Okay, no. I think it would be a town that was once thriving, maybe, and now it's vacant. Yeah, that's pretty much right. When I think of ghost towns, I think of, like, the Old West, where they had old mining towns, or a town where a railroad either, A, was once going through there, that area, or was supposed to, but never did, and it ended up killing up killing off the prosperous town. So, Centralia, Pennsylvania, today, is essentially what we would call near ghost town. Okay, so what, what happened to it to make it a ghost town? Well, when you think of coal, what do you use coal for? Other than, you know, opening up the pores in our skin. <laughs> That's funny because I, I believe we do have some of that, some like a Biore cold facial wash in our shower right now. But um, uh, energy, power. Biore cold, if you would like to sponsor us, uh, email us at gettingoldbot at gmail.com. And I don't have a blemish, so that's because of you guys. <laughs> but, so basically, when I think of coal, I think of you use it to burn stuff or create energy. Yeah, pretty much. So what happens was Centralia, Pennsylvania was a large mining town for coal. And what happened was in 1962, some firefighters, um, what they did when the landfill got too large was they set fire to the dump. And what they would do is they let it burn out and then over time they put it out. And they were pretty good at containing it. However, in 1962, um, unlike previous years, they were unable to extinguish the flame. And what happened was there was an unsealed opening uh, in the pit allowed the fire to actually spread into the labyrinth of coal mines. So labyrinth, so, you, so it's, it's like if you think of a, uh, an, an anthill, how it just twists and turns, it's so many different twists and turns, it's hard to even plot. That is a great reference. That is exactly what that is. And the problem with that is most of the area that it fell down was no longer being worked on. This was like an abandoned coal mine. So what happened was once the fire spread, it's coal. It is gonna just go up in flame. And what happened was it, exactly that. It took over. And the people of the town attempted their best to put it out. The firefighters and the government ended up sending in people to do their best to, to attempt to put it out. However, they were never able to extinguish the flame. I know I'm saying exactly, I'm choosing the words properly when I say they were never able to extinguish the flame. Because that flame set a flame, or set a fire in 1962, is still burning to this day. What? Yeah. How many years is that? Oh my god. 1962, that puts us at <coughs> 80 
Six years? Is that right? I just can't believe that there's a fire burning that long. It's either 76 or 86. I don't remember off the top of my head. It's, it's, it's pretty late. But at one point in time, they almost put the flame out, actually. And what happened was all these guys were on the clock. They were doing everything they could to put out the flame. And what happened was the government said, all right, guys, you know, that's, just, that's the day. I can't pay you for any more hours today, so you got to go home. And that one moment, it was the closest they had ever come to actually putting out the flame. If they had stayed for at least four more hours, they could have extinguished the fire. Now, I wonder what, and I don't know if you, this may not be a question you can answer, but I wonder what, what you, how do you, how do you, with the, again, the twist in terms of the, you know, the mine shafts, sorry, I had to say shaft, um, <laughs> sorry, um, we, I just, I don't understand how you would actually go about putting out, I mean, unless you had some sort of, uh, like, I don't know, um, soap bubbles that you can shoot down there and, well, know, some foam it, or something, I don't know. It's the 60s, so I'm not exactly sure how they did it or how they worked on it. I know they brought bulldozers and cranes and everything like that to attempt to bring in dirt to extinguish the flames as much as they could. I mean, you can't... How long are you going to keep using water before you just finally give up? I mean, you can't right. just... There's, there's a, a forest fire, right, burning in the California area now that they can't put out. Yeah. It's kind of, kind of similar, but not 80-some-odd years. So here's something interesting. When you think of burning coal, what do you think of? Is it, is it what comes off of burning coal? Um, fire? Okay. Smoke? Smoke. Smoke is what I'm thinking yeah, of. Yeah, yeah. The gases. It's very noxious gases. And because of the flame... At one point in time, uh, the temperature was reading at roughly 172 degrees outside of the mine. And that would be Celsius, right? That is Fahrenheit. Celsius, oh. we're going to round roughly around 77.8 degrees Celsius for all you uh, outsiders of the American areas. Wow, so that's pretty hot. I, I just I can't get over the fact that it's still burning today. So... That is why I'm going to go back to near Ghost Town. So the population of Centralia, Pennsylvania in 1980 was 1,000 residents. Now that's already years after the fire. Uh, by 1990, they were at 63 residents. And by 2013, there was only seven. Yeah, everyone, everyone's like, I'm getting out of here. Well, the thing is, the government had offered these people to move out. Like, we'll buy your homes, but for way less than obviously you'd be getting if this town wasn't a natural disaster. But is that very natural? That's a good point. Uh, well, technically, coal is natural. I don't know. That's a hard, that's a hard situation. I feel like it, it just... I feel like just coal in general burns a long time. Mm-hmm. So you got to imagine like that far down the earth. Just imagine four hundred acres of coal. Oh my gosh! And probably a lot of probably. I mean, like probably going farther than they even knew. 
Yeah, probably. And uh, I think that's what's interesting about this story is I think there's just so many uh, citizens getting gypped out of their homes, being forced out of this town. And like I said, there's still to this day toxic gas coming out. There's at moments where the town is like 120 degrees because the fire is just burning hot in that area. And like, like I said, there's only, as of 2013, there's only seven residents that still live in this town. So is this where the uh, the Simpsons got their ever burning tire guard <laughs> bill? The uh, the oh, there was a song for it, and I don't remember. But God, it, you would think that's where this they got the idea from. I mean, this is a well known story from the '60s. Sounds about right. So. Um, like I said, I'm reading all this off of Wikipedia and remembering most of the stuff off of the podcast that I listened to prior to this. So if anybody would like to go out and listen to this podcast, and this is why I'm telling you this, I honestly think it's great to get into podcasts. You can find stuff that you don't want to talk about, that other people that you're interested in, you want to learn. This is an American history podcast, The Dollop where they discuss this. Episode 68, where they talk about Centralia, Pennsylvania, and they go in detail. They talk about stories that happened in this town right before this happened and while this is happening. And they even talk about it all the way up until about two years ago, three years ago. Okay, so you recommend that podcast? Yes, I really do. And it's a great podcast. It's uh, something I would definitely recommend getting into. So maybe, is there any way to link them here in this podcast and maybe they'll see it yes I think we can do that um, I know they have a Facebook group page too that I can tag um, in our Facebook group and have uh, people go there very very cool so I guess let's uh, spin off of that and ask Clark what have you brought to the table today so when I was younger I had a friend who wasn't really into like I, we we went and saw the uh, the Matrix in theaters. We saw the the next two to finish that trilogy. Um, he he never really wanted to see those kind of things. He didn't like movies. He didn't like. I mean, he watched sports sometimes, but didn't wasn't really into cartoons. All he wanted to watch was the History Channel. Ooh. And one night when we I, were, I have I, to ask before you jump into this, is this pre Ice Road Truckers History Channel? Yes. Okay. This was well. It, I think History's Mysteries was still a pretty big deal. I'm not sure if it is now. But that's what was actually playing. And so I remember falling. He fell asleep with the TV on. I can't really sleep real well with the TV on. So I just watched it. And it was really late. I mean, I think I'd woken up and it, it, it was on. Um, and an episode called The Philadelphia Experiment was um, was playing. And so I was I watched it and was very intrigued by what is the Philadelphia Experiment. Um, so before I get into this, a big thank you again to Wikipedia and to um, Dave Roos, because I do I did get a lot of, uh, to go back and figure out exactly what it was that I watched, um, I did have to go back to research it. So um, and during World War II, uh, I guess it was the summer of, I think in 1943, um, there were battles at sea, right? So you had to, uh, the U-boat submarines and mm -hmm. you know Nazis versus Amer America, um, 
And so in the Philadelphia Naval Yard, a uh, newly commissioned destroyer called the USS Eldred, Eldridge, um, it was equipped with some with, with top-secret large generators. Okay. And so what they wanted to do is they wanted to win the Battle of the Atlantic once and for all. So rumor had it that aboard the ship, uh, there were gener- the generators could create a new kind of magnetic field that would basically take the... Um, USS Eldridge off of the radar, so they could so the enemy couldn't see it coming. So basically, the idea was it would render it invisible. So it's like a cloaking device. It is like the cloak of invisibility from Harry Potter, Ooh. which is a tease for another episode we're going to do eventually, hopefully. Eventually. Uh, so anyway, so with the full crew on board, they need they wanted to test the system. It was in broad daylight. Um, in plain sight of nearby ships, and they basically flipped the button, and not only did it become invisible on radar, but it vanished into thin air. Yeah, I know, right? My. So there are many accounts. Most people who were around then have passed on, so there's really not a lot of uh, recent interviews with people talking about it, but there were some. And um, the accounts say that hours later, the ship uh, appeared, appeared not there, but at a Virginia shipyard. And then it appeared back in Philadelphia. So the timelines are consistent if you follow when, they, when it popped up in one area, then back to the other, to the other area. Um, so, okay, that's cool. Um, so the government has figured out how to... Um, transport this ship across space and time. Um, but what what wasn't cool is when it showed back up in Philadelphia, the crew had changed. And by change, I do mean that their uh, torsos, arms, legs had melded with the ship. What? Yeah, so basically you got to think the, the particles had disappeared, teleported to Virginia... Uh, appeared there, then this, uh, I guess the particles dissembled again, and then reappeared in Philadelphia. See, this is why in a previous episode you asked if teleportation was a thing, would you do it? And I said no, because you are destroying your molecules and reappear and rebuilding them somewhere else. Right. So, and now apparently yeah. I'm being rebuilt inside the hull of a ship. So no, thank yeah. you. And so, okay, out of history's mysteries, you know, they, they're going to, they don't just talk about it. They have, like, some, um, you know, a dramatization, like, what it would look like. And so they, they had a, uh, I guess they, they had a fake ship, and, like, they had, like, a sailor, uh, like, his torso, like, hanging out of it. And like, oh, my God. Like, it was pretty funny. But, um, you know, I, I was much younger, and I was like, oh, my gosh, is this, and, it, and so it seemed like, the way the history's mysteries presented it, it seemed like a, 100% real, real deal. Yeah. Um, more than 70 years later, you know, despite any physical evidence, because no one could find it, you can't find the ship, no one could find it after that. Um, it's gone. There's no, the people that, that, that gave the first-hand accounts of what happened, gone. No, there A lot of them have died, right? They, they would have been older, and it happened in 43. Um, I mean, just no one, no one's around to talk about it. And, if you want to talk about conspiracy theories, the conspiracy theorists 
out there say that the government um, basically, you know, teleported these the ship and these individuals. Um, that it worked. It was successful. Um, I mean, relatively successful. Yeah. Right? I mean, you don't want to come back melded to your ship, but it was successful. As in, they did it and brought it back, and there's no real evidence of it of it ever existing. That's weird, but it's fa- it's it's strange that they have the story of this. Like, was there records of the ship being built and everything like that? Yeah. So there's records of the ship, right? There's records of um, in in 1943 um, it being a part parts of battles. There's records of it being. I don't know exactly. Someone who's listening can look it up, but um, I know there's some kind of documents you gotta you gotta have when you port, mm-hmm. and that that's the last the last document that exists. Um, for the USS Eldred was in, um, I think, 1944. Okay. Um, 44 or 43. I get, I, yeah, I don't remember. Um, but again, you look it up, and to me, this that's that's super crazy, right? Yeah, this is. And what we could have nuts. done, I think, was with this segment, we could have gone to some of the big, like the really big conspiracy theories, like 9/11. You know, like the moon did it happen? You know, um, we could talk about flat earthers. Who wanted to? Um, but I, I really, this really stuck out in my mind, and I really do like the, the one that you talked about. Yeah, well, I'm glad you liked that. So I, what are your thoughts on this? This is weird. This like feels like a sci-fi thing, like for real. This looks like a story that you would see, definitely on a history's mysteries, but like, uh, just like a weird episode on, like a Twilight Zone or an Outer Limits. Yeah, but there, there is a lot more, like, really, if, if you're interested, the Philadelphia Experiment. Go to Wikipedia and look it up. There's a lot a lot more about the origins of this story. I mean, you, they, they talk about, um, uh, there's, a, there's a synopsis, there's, um, you know, they talk about, like, the evidence, the research behind it. Mm-hmm. Um, they talk about, like, is there, an, is there, there are alternate explanations for what happened. There are a few timeline inconsistencies, but all that exists usually in any conspiracy theory. Yeah. Well, I guess... To wrap that part up, I guess I'd like I I said before, if anybody has any comments on this, you can message us on the Facebook page or you could email us at gettingoldpod at gmail.com. And the thing that I would like to point out is I would like the listeners to tell a conspiracy story to us that they would like to themselves say on the show. Perhaps you just want to jump on here for five, ten minutes, record what you want to say and just throw it in there. Or if you'd like to actually join us on an episode, the full thing, and we can discuss all of our conspiracy theories we want to discuss that day, let's keep doing that. Let's do a random conspiracy episode every month or two. Yeah, I think this is a good, um, partially too, not choosing the the larger conspiracy theories that everyone knows about. Um, and you may have heard about these, you know, I don't know, but um, I think I think it's very important to kind of tease this we're just we're gonna like dip a toe in the conspiracy theory water um hopefully you guys like it we'll know that we'll know by the amount of listens we get on this episode yeah so let's uh basically get to the point where i ask you sir what's been grinding your gears you know what really grinds my gears honestly today's been a great day um and so i think this episode will play um it'll play next week so right now it's it's a it's saturday and we went to a pumpkin farm today. Nice. They had you know hay rides. They had um, a, lot, a lot of really cool, a lot of cool, like a kid's zip line. 
a lot of cool things. So we had a, we had a great day. So honestly, nothing's really grinding my gears except for if you have a pumpkin farm, I do believe you need to this time of year you need to have some pumpkin beer. There's no beer there, and it was okay. you know sweet tea, lemonade, Coke products, um, that kind of thing, and. My father-in-law and, and, and I were, we just really were, we were walking around. It felt good today. It was like in the 70s this morning. And it felt like fall. And it would have just capped off the day, would, would have been, if we could have just purchased some pumpkin beer. Yeah, I can understand that. So, I mean, I'm sorry, not it's a, not really a big deal. Real big, nothing's really big grinding my gears right now. What's grinding your gears? Um... Basically, I'm kind of in the same boat that you are. I know this episode is going to be airing on the 18th this month. So today is the 13th, and honestly, I'm in a relaxed state of mind. I'm about to be entering my first vacation in almost two years. I'm pretty excited about what's about to happen. So honestly, I don't have any real complaints I mean, I live in Illinois, so it's going to be cold tomorrow, and I'm going to boo at the zoo where, you know, children get to dress up at, for Halloween costumes and everything like that and do a little trick-or-treating while you're at the zoo. That's what I thought you at first said, boos at the zoo. Oh. I was like, man, that's perfect with what I was talking about. Trust me, there are emails I, I receive about nice beer festivals at the zoo that I would love to go to. So your first vacation in two years, what are you doing? Honestly, I'm just relaxing. I mean, we, we are going to a pumpkin patch on Wednesday. And like I said, uh, we're going to the zoo tomorrow. But usually I'd go to work the next day. Well, I get to relax. And other than recording these episodes and cutting them, I'm not doing anything. And I'm pretty excited about that. I, got, I do got a question. So I live in the South, so I'm from Georgia. Okay. And I just wonder what if... if Pumpkin patches, pumpkin farms are similar in Illinois as they are in Georgia. So there, there was a uh, one of the activities that had a pig race. Seen it? Okay, so I mean, I, I didn't. I mean, of course, country music is playing. They, it feels mm-hmm. like a southern spot, right? It feels like something. Feels feels like it belongs. I, I just, I wonder what the differences are. So. The one thing I'll say is, last year I think I got dragged to like five or six pumpkin patches, which, listen, I love a pumpkin patch or two, but, God, I saw so many pumpkin patches last year. But, let's just spin off of that, and let me say, I've seen rides, I've seen uh, petting zoos, I've seen the pig races, I have seen uh, apple cider farms, I've seen train rides through the apple cider farms, I've seen pumpkin patches in general, corn mazes, haunted corn mazes, uh, I've seen, uh, just, you name it, I've, I've, I've seen a ton of different things out there. Yeah, it sounds very similar, um, and the, the food, it, it's basically pizza or barbecue? Barbecue is more common than pizza that I've seen, um, when we go, we tend to go really early in the morning, so what they, uh, some of the places offer donuts. Okay. So just curious, it has nothing to do with this episode, but I just was wondering if it it sounds the same. I mean it's it's a Halloween month, so I'm sure we discuss something about Halloween and pumpkin farms are part of Halloween in a way. So I guess you get a pumpkin. I know it's there's so many activities there you forget that you can buy pumpkins. 
yeah, and then you don't realize how expensive the pumpkins are. Did they have little for the one where we went to? They had like a little a sharpie written like eighteen bucks, like a little small one eight on this giant pumpkin. Yeah, and it's in a spot where it's like, okay, you found the perfect pumpkin. This is it. And you kind of turn it around. And it's like, oh my gosh, it's eighteen bucks. <laughs> And it costs like eighteen bucks to get in. I know it's maybe like seventeen to get in, but you can do all those activities. We had a, we had a good experience today. It was, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, that's why we're going on a Wednesday. Typically, it's like a twenty dollar a person place, but it's we're we're getting in for like eight bucks or something like that a person. So very cool. Basically, let me just uh, get to the point of the show where I tell everybody. Find us at gettingoldpod.com. There you can find all of our past episodes, a little bit of about us. You can find a section of the website where you can email us directly, or you can email us at gettingoldpod at gmail.com. The other thing I recommend about the website is subscribe to us. If you do that, you are notified of every new episode or new update that we do to the website. Uh, it also helps us try and get advertisements for the show. Add more ads, or any ads in general, means that we can raise some money to get better equipment so we don't sound a little staticky to you. I hope we're starting to sound a little better, a little better. In a year from now, we can look back and, and just be like, man, we sounded pretty terrible then, but we sound great now. It's like, oh, God, don't go back to number one through ten. <laughs> hey, I hope we're not saying don't go back to one through fifty. Yeah. For sure. Well, I guess, like I said earlier also, you can find us at This Is Getting Old on the Facebook group. I recommend uh, everybody join it. It's a fun little environment where you can add any two cents you would like to the page. If you would like to be on an episode, if you'd like to suggest something for an episode, you know, please do. Right on, right on. So, any final thoughts from you, Clark? What I want to do is, I, if you guys have any, I, I don't know, my brain works in a very creative way where I, if we have a good, I think we have a good format uh, we go through in a specific, intentional way on this podcast, but if you guys have any segment ideas, let us know. And I really want to do some things that are fun. I mean, play play some games, you know, um, mm-hmm. kind of mix it up a little bit. I Please know. let us know. Go to the website, go to the Facebook page, Twitter, let us know, like, hey, it'd be great if you... Fill in the blank. That's right. I do like that idea. This has been another episode of This Is Getting Old.